So welcome everyone to this live conversation. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, depending on what part of the world you're tuning in from. We're so grateful to every single one of you for tuning in today for this live conversation with His Holiness Radhanath Swami and Steve Aoki. We're so grateful to you, Steve, for joining us today. And just to give a little introduction, it's so hard to summarize all the amazing achievements just in a few sentences. But Steve is a two-time Grammy-nominated artist, one of America's most successful cross-genre artists. He puts on over 250 shows a year. Yeah, um, sometimes he's in Japan in the morning, and then the next afternoon he's in America performing. And listen to this, he has over 2.8 billion streams on Spotify. And thank you so much, Steve, for joining us. And I also thank just you. wanted to say a few words about His Holiness Radhanath Swami. So as many of you may know, but we also have many, many new people tuning in today. His Holiness Radhanath Swami is a teacher, author, and activist. Um, he's known throughout the world for feeding 300,000 children every single day in India, founding hospitals um, which enable treatment of those that cannot not afford medical treatment, founding United Nations awarded Eco Village in just outside Mumbai, which is fighting some of the world's biggest issues today, such as climate change, poverty, and alcoholism. Um, and because of these achievements, he's been asked to speak to and guide world leaders for many, many decades now. So thank you so much, His Holiness, for also joining today's conversation. Um, so today's, uh, myself, I'm Bavik, and I'll be kind of helping moderate this conversation today. Um, so today's theme is press pause, the journey within. So we all live such a busy life. As I mentioned, Steve's putting on 250 shows a year and His Holiness has been traveling for the last 50 years nonstop. So it's all about pressing pause, taking the journey within, and we're gonna to touch on the themes of meditation uh, um, and yoga. So the first question I wanted to ask to you, His Holiness Radhanath Swami, is one of the biggest issues in the world today um, is mental health, right? The World Health Organization explains that mental health is going to be one of the top three biggest causes of death um, in the very, very near future. And if you, all over the news during this lockdown period, um, it's it, the level of um, suicides, the level of people suffering from mental health has drastically increased. So from your perspective of traveling all over these years, guiding people, um, is there any advice that you could give us on improving our mental hygiene and, and some tips for, for kind of getting through this very unusual period that we're going through right now. Thank you very much. And Steve, it is truly an honor and a great joy for me to be with you today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It really is an honor to, to, to sit with you virtually. <laughs> the way it is these days, the new norm. Actually, there's a beautiful analogy, a simple analogy that when you build a house on a strong foundation, it can withstand 
any type of storm. But if a house does not have a strong foundation, however beautiful, elegant, luxurious, however big or small it may be, when a storm comes, it collapses. And this analogy um, corresponds with the quality of our life because the foundation of a building cannot be seen with the eyes, but it's holding up everything. And similarly, the mind. The mind is a subtle element that cannot be directly perceived with the senses, but yet the the quality of our life is so much dependent on the character and the quality of the mind. Um, that foundation, from a spiritual perspective, comes by actually activating and developing that which is within us. When we have inner peace, inner satisfaction, a meaningful purpose in our life, then that gives us strength to endure all sorts of obstacles. Because the nature of the world is everything is always changing. Nothing is ever stable. And in these changes of dualities, there's happiness and distress and honor and dishonor and pleasure and pain and success and victory. I mean, success and failure, victory and defeat. There's health and there's disease. Um, these things are always changing. And if, if our happiness, if our peace and if our purpose in life is dependent on these ever-changing external situations, then we're very, very vulnerable. But if we actually find that truth of peace and ultimately love that is inherent within us, the very nature of our living force or our soul, then whatever may come in this world, um, we can deal with it with integrity, with clarity, and with a peaceful heart. And this is such an important thing that we're, we're giving so much attention to develop our external life, but it's very important that we give time, quality time to develop our internal life. And that comes you know, through, through spiritual practice, through meditation through through prayer and especially by as much as possible being with people who generate an enlightened positive attitude because light dispels darkness and similarly positivity dispels negativity so how to have a positive, hopeful look, outlook in life in any situation. And I've been with so many people personally, and I've read about many people historically, even in the most dire and apparently gloomy situations, a positive attitude of life 
people will always see a beautiful opportunity. So it, it is really so important that people have hope, that people have faith in the goodness of who they are. People have um, confidence in the value of their own being. Each person um, is, is a sacred divine being, a part of God. And to, to understand who we really are, our true value, and to, to be with people who help us to discover that truth within ourselves, then we have a positive outlook and we have confidence that can withstand the storms of life. Thank you so much. And the reason I wanted to start with that particular question is Steve's foundation, the Ioki Foundation, is actually researching and coming up with solutions for improving brain and mental health. So Steve, the first thing I wanted to ask you was, why is it this fascination for mental health and alleviating um, depression and anxiety? Why did you choose to focus on this area? Was it something that you saw in your travels in the entertainment industry that even though people had reached the top of what we may think as success, they weren't happy or, or they may have been struggling with something else. So I just wanted to kind of delve into this. What was it about um, mental well-being that kind of attracted you to, to research in this area and help in this area? Uh, well, the way I see it, everything really stems from your, your brain. I mean, everyone has different feelings of where it all comes, but if this isn't working up here, then the rest of the body isn't going to work. I know everything is connected, even like they say the gut is like your second brain. But if you lose your memory, if you lose your wits, if you lose, uh, like if your brain stops working, then you just like, you know, it's you're just a shell. So it's like there's two, two reasons why I'm so obsessed with the brain. One is... I want to really understand the mysteries of the brain and that's why we deal with so many different orgs and, and researchers and scientists that that are doing their best to unlock those doors more and more so we can uh, just you know find out more about how to be more optimal more creative uh, answer questions that we always wanted to answer I mean we are a species that are, is are, are, that's imaginative imaginative and that's always looking for more answers. We're always going to constantly look for those uh, answers for the questions that, that we, that we want to know. Um, so that's one. Um, and two is, is you know, I, I want to help find uh, cures for the diseases that, that plague our species. You know? Um, you know, heart disease, cancer, those are issues that, that plague our species, but brain degenerative diseases um, are not necessarily a conversation I hear that that often, you know. And I feel like, um, if anything, we should shed more light on it. And actually, when I did do some research, and I did end up sitting with some of these doctors and scientists that that we ended up working with, it was crazy to find out that the conversations that they're having these incredible breakthroughs that are happening are are happening within a very small group of people 
And if other people knew about it, they'd be like, they'd be blown away. You know, and some of this stuff is very almost like it's a part of a science fiction storyline. It's almost like it, it should be in a movie, and it would be in a movie. And actually, they like some some in some cases they 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 made movies from them. But the real science fact conversations, the breakthroughs, they're still happening in these small circles because it, there's this huge barrier between science and that whole world, and and like the rest of the world. So in many ways, like we are here to raise money, but also build a bridge to have that conversation open up. And during this time, especially during COVID and uh, the pandemic, it, I've had a, a kind of focus on mental, mainly mental health during COVID because of isolation, because you know, one, you know, we're, we're a species that wants to connect with people. Uh, we're, we, we're social species. We need to talk. We need to be around people we love. Just like Radhanaswamy is talking about, like being around positive energy. Like we, we thrive off that. So, um, and, and since we're isolated, you know, that's, that's when I sat with my team, like let's do a whole series called Mindfulness Marathon talk to various health experts in different fields on what we can do um, in our isolation. And, and, and I, I want to speak from a, like a layman's perspective, like, okay, meditation, let's, let's talk to Andy Padicombe who's founded uh, headspace and I'll, I'll start from a very basic, very, very like a, a noob perspective. So then that way we can introduce people in like, Hey, you know what? It doesn't take, it's not like you have to sit there for eight hours and, and, and it's, it's the barrier of entry to join meditation is, is too far and too, too high. You could start with five minutes, you know, and then go into cold plunging, like with Wim Hof and sitting in an ice bath. You know, these are, these are all ideas. I think a lot of people, they're like, Oh, that's not for me. It's just too crazy. I don't know. My my brain goes all over the place. I mean, same with mine. Like I'm always thinking, you know. And and uh, I never thought I could actually meditate either, until I sat down and I just did it. And it just that's all it requires is just sitting down and being quiet and calm. And you do it for a long enough period of time and just everything everything becomes more present and uh, at the end of the day out of all these different conversations i've talked with these different experts that's the that's the uh the the one kind of through line is that out of all these things it's about how to learn to be present how to learn to be more calm and when you're calm things just they, they they're not as crazy as it seems because our minds are just imaginative, you know, we, we like think of the worst case scenarios all the time. And, and then we can just drown ourselves underneath that. And if we're alone and we feel alone, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just hard to climb out of that, you know? So that's why it's amazing what, um, you know, what you guys are doing as well. And Radhanath Swami, what, what you're doing and teaching and, and helping so many people. I'm, I'm just so happy to talk with you 
and uh, you know, be in your presence and, 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 and be here with you guys. It's really interesting, Steve, because um, as you're talking about, one expert actually mentioned that the reason why mental health is on the increase during this COVID period is because people are not used to sitting with their own mind so often. Because like you said, the mind's wandering from different places. So that kind of brings me on to the next point I wanted to ask your holiness is, um, as I discussed, both of you have traveled very, very extensively. Um, and and Radhanath Swami, you, you know, for the last 50 years, you've been traveling between America, India, Europe, all over the world. And while setting up these projects, as we mentioned, whether it be hospitals, eco-villages, you've always emphasized the importance of pressing the pause button, um, taking the journey within every single day. So I, I wanted you to elaborate on this principle, despite living such a busy life, and, and like you mentioned, you've guided so many people in all walks of life. Um, why is it important to make that inner connection regularly, that take that journey within on a regular basis? Um, Steve, I really appreciated what you spoke about the importance of a healthy brain <laughs> and a healthy mind. And um, on, on the particular path that I follow, it's called Bhakti Yoga. And it's interesting because the very concept of yoga is about... Um, Um, healing our mind, um, you know, keeping the mind in a, in a healthy, happy condition. That's really what the principle of yoga is. And, and from the perspective of bhakti yoga, that comes through making deeper connections within ourselves and, and deeper connections with those around us and with nature, um, from a bhakti yoga perspective, the connection between the brain and the heart is important. Because the, the heart is a place which is like the seat of love. Things can give some satisfaction to the mind and to the senses, but only love can give fulfillment to the heart. And the most powerful force and the most healing force in all of creation is love, to love and to be loved. And that connection to the heart and the connection to our own spiritual source is, is what brings the greatest possibilities to the brain and to life itself. Um, like there's a cell phone, people use cell phones, um, and they can perform so many activities, but we need to recharge them every day. We need to kind of take it away from everything and plug it into, you know, that source of electricity. And when the cell phone is properly recharged, it can perform so many functions. So in the same way, we need to recharge ourselves. 
Um, physically, we recharge ourselves by eating proper foods, by getting proper rest or sleep. And from a mental and spiritual perspective, we need to recharge ourselves by experiencing that positive energy that Steve was speaking about and ultimately that love that's within us. So it is important, this reset button, that we, we learn not only during this um, COVID-19 pandemic, but, but in life itself, how to give quality time to make that inner connection of peace and positive energy and ultimately love and then share that in whatever we do, whoever we're with and wherever we may be. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Steve, I wanted to go on and actually ask you, you mentioned that you've just started meditation. So um, what, what, are the ben what are the benefits that you've seen to your personal life um, immediately? And how have you seen that it's helped? Um, yeah. Um, so five years ago, maybe six, uh, I think, yeah, five, I don't even know. It was like five or six years ago. I, I had to get uh, a vocal cord surgery because I, I used to sing in a band. Actually, I used to scream in a band. Um, it's a hardcore band. <laughs> I, I was very, I, I wanted to be just like Ray Capo, uh, Raghunath Capo. I, we, we've talked about him before. Um, and um, this is when I was a, a teenager and in college. And then, you know, I destroyed my vocal cords. My poor vocal cords were just ruined because I didn't know how to sing properly. Um, and then, you know, DJing, you're always on the mic and you're just hyping the crowd. So I just, I, I grew these like polypoids in the vocal cords mm -hmm. and they're creating permanent damage. And the doctor was like, you got, we got to go in. We got to, we got to slice these things off your vocal cords, which means you have to be silent for a month. I mean, you can't talk at all. So, and they were in bad shape. So I had two weeks before surgery and two weeks after. So even before this period of time, I was, I was terrified, terrified. I mean, I mean, imagine not talking for a day and then someone tells you, you can't talk for a month. Like talking, not talking for a day is not talking for a few hours during the day is weird, but it, it just, I had to go, I, I just see it like a therapist. Like I was very, really, really mentally afraid, paranoid. Um, and so I kind of prepped myself and I, saw some people then i then i was like okay we got to do it i don't have a choice so during that time i i wanted to learn a couple things and and when you're not talking and all you're doing is listening the world changes a lot <laughs> mentally and like you have to think a lot about before you even because i i have this app on my phone where you text that you you text and it talks for you text to talk um and when you listen more and you're quiet more and you know you just end up becoming more calmer more 
you think a lot more about what you're about to say. You're not so jumpy. You're not so impulsive. Um, and during that time, like, well, one thing I really, really want to learn is meditation because I feel like I, do, I did it a few times here and there, but I really want to learn it. So um, I hired a, uh, a, a brought in a transcendental meditation coach and she came to my place um, every day for a week. And then we would go through and do like, like I, I think a few hours of meditation a day. And um, I really got into the rhythm because that's how my I am as a person is like I need like it's not just one time that gets me going. Even if I'm excited about something, I need to get into like at least a pattern for at least a week or two. And then I then I'm like, OK, training wheels off. I'm on my own. Um, but during that time where I was quiet it was a perfect opportunity for me to meditate. And then it was a perfect opportunity for me to learn um, with someone that can help kind of guide me and make sure that like, I'm not just falling asleep, you know, because <laughs> I used to do is meditate. And then I just be like, Oh, I just fell asleep. Like, it's just like, Oh, I guess it's just what you do before you sleep. Um, but then I, like after about a couple of weeks, I started feeling calmer. I started thinking of, about like you know everything around me differently um you know i wouldn't have uh like bursts of anxiety bursts of uh panic uh um you know and there's times where i i get like that or i get impulsive um about things and i'm i'm very much uh tied to tied to my emotions um and i think in many ways it's helped my career and in many ways, it's not help, not help me personally, because, um, you know, music is all about driving your emotions. You know, I, I, that's, that's one of my strengths is like when I'm in the studio, I need to feel what I'm making. I need to feel it. if I don't feel it, if that, if that, that urge isn't pulling out of me and I'm like, all right, we finally got the hook. We finally got the melody. This thing is just like lifting me up. So I, I'm like. For me, as in my career state of mind, I'm like, I'm like jumping into my emotions and like grabbing them and letting them like take me on a journey. And uh, if you do that, like uh, Radha Swami was talking about, you know, in life, you're very vulnerable. You know, you follow your emotions. You're very vulnerable. And what this taught me, the meditation and the time to 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 listen more, and and not having to like crowd the conversation with what your thoughts are um, has really allowed me to be more balanced so I could still be creatively emotional but I but when I'm when I'm on the human uh, outside of the studio on the on the human levels of things it's 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 just made my life a lot more just you know more peaceful uh, more mindful more present um, and and gotten me out of like situations where it was a bit sticky. I'm like, oh, I I would have gotten gotten an argument here or like you know gone to some situation here, but you know, you I, you don't have to go there. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Stephen. And yeah. actually, I wanted to then ask Radhanath Swami on this same thing. You know, over the last fifty years, on this point of um, the benefits of meditation, you've been 
practicing mantra meditation yourself, as you mentioned, from the bhakti yoga tradition, and you've taught millions of people um, this meditation practice as well. So on a personal note, what are the benefits you've seen in your, your life of practicing daily this mantra meditation and also seeing um, the lives of those around you from practicing this meditation be changed as well? Well, the idea of yoga is harmony. And really the idea of spirituality, religion, is discovering harmony. The body, the mind, the heart, with the soul. Harmony with God, with all other people, all living beings, and with nature. And um, this meditation mantra meditation is a way of connecting to that harmony that's within us um, wherein we see the world not as something to exploit but we see the world as sacred and something to uh, to honor and to and to replenish we 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 take from mother nature and we naturally want to replenish with mother nature and in the same way with all humanity with all its varieties with all um species of life um we honor that life is sacred and to respect to to honor and ultimately to love the sacredness of life. When we, to the degree, we begin to love the sacredness of life that's within ourself, then we can recognize that sacredness of life in all beings, and, um, and we can be an instrument of that love. And that's, that's the idea of meditation according to that school that I'm following, bhakti, that the origin of all love is God who has many names, that supreme source of everything, that supreme energy that's, that, that's pervading everything, that most beautiful loving person, <laughs> that love is the source of all love. And when, when our soul connects to that love, then we could be an instrument of that love in whatever we do. And in today's world, there's so much hatred, there's so much arrogance, there's so much discrimination against you know, people who look different, people who think different, what to speak of different species of life. But when we understand you know, my own life living nature, then we can recognize that inherently that life living nature is, is in all beings and how truly we all are brothers and sisters. And that's not an imagination, that's a truth. And to the degree we disconnect from that truth that's within us, to that degree, um, we become an instrument of causing so much division 
and problems in the world and creating such vulnerability and anxiety in ourselves and others. Um, it, it's like the idea of ecology. Um, if internally we clean our own ecology, then we will be instruments to actually clean the ecology around us. But if we're, if we're covered with arrogance and greed and anger and hatred and all these other things, then, you know, that's, then we affect other people and we affect the world like that. So it, it's what I've seen, you know, through this mantra is it reconnects us to that love which is the pleasure that we're all seeking. And then we, can, we have something beautiful to give to the world in whatever we may be doing, whatever our occupation may be doing. We become motivated by that love. And when love is expressed, it takes the form of compassion. That compassion is the greatest need of the world. And, it's, and, and living with that compassion is so healing to our own life and it's so meaningful. It gives us so much purpose. And I, I've seen people who have been, you know, on their deathbeds and completely joyful despite all the pains of their body because they're connected to that love. And um, I've personally found such a beautiful, wonderful meaning and purpose in my life, um, you know, through connecting to that truth, to that love, to that peace that's within. Thank, thank you so much, Radhanath Swami, for that. And Steve, I wanted to ask what Radhanath Swami was speaking about here, that, you know, connecting to ourselves and then spreading that message of compassion. In your travels, you know, being in the entertainment industry, have you felt there's a need for this, this, what we've been speaking about, the connection within ourselves and then expressing that to other people? Because as we were discussing before we connected on the live stream, you know, there may have been people that have reached all heights of success, but internally they're missing that inner connection. So from your observation, from your, you know, from what you've seen over the last 15, 20 years, do you think there's more need for this in this, you know, in the entertainment industry and all walks of life, pretty much? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I, it's, um, I mean, Radhanath Swami, you you absolutely you you nailed it. I mean, for me, like everything you're saying, with, um, you know, lead, have love be the guiding light, and compassion will be, like that's that's like the tool. You know, and, and like it, for me, the connection is always the most important part of the, it, it's the, it's kind of like the result of all my work. You know, I just want to connect at the end of the day, anything that, that comes out of my studio, anything that like comes out of uh, my world, it's the whole point of, of making the song or, or putting a product out from my space is to connect with people in a meaningful way and in a way that they can help them, that can help them go through a hard time. And, and I, I mean, I remember like, you know, 
meeting some people, meeting some fans that, you know, they they get to tell me some of their stories, their life stories. And and I, I remember one fan and uh, she was going through, I mean, she was going through some heavy uh, cancer treatments. And, um, you know, she was like, you know, your music was helping me get through these treatments. And, and she was at the show and I was so like happy that she was there to like have fun and jump and dance and rave and 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 you know she's still fighting cancer but she was so like her energy was stronger than than any anyone else's energy in the room it just she was just vibrant right and um it's like those moments like that when you can connect with people um it's it's the reason why I do 250 shows a year for 15 years. You know, I don't mind flying and li- like literally living with jet lag 24 hours a day <laughs> all year long because that's what I have to do. I like, you know, when you go pond, you fly over pond over bond uh, every other week or whatever. You're, you just, you're just like, you beat jet lag and you, you get it again. But, you know, in the end, like the show's, like that connection is absolutely you know what keeps me going it's it's a you know it, it's it's like it, you know it's my life's blood at the, at the end of the day the connection itself and um yeah i i think that like going back to what you're saying Bobic, about uh people losing their connection within themselves um if you lose a connection within yourselves, then then that's it. You're gonna. I, I have a feeling then that that's when you're gonna get jaded with your work. You're um, you're gonna have pessimism. Uh, you're gonna think glass half half empty. You're gonna um, you know you, you might go down the the negative path and then the self doubting path and then like a lot of different like things that just aren't good for you. You know. Um, and, and maybe, maybe you lost a connection because like the passion needs to be redirected to something else, you know, like we're not meant to be on this earth to do one thing as well. You know, I, I always say like, I, I know like my life's blood is, is, is DJing and music. Yes. Right now it is. Well, right now I can't do it, but you know, like in this general space and time, this this is what this is why I'm here. I'm certainly a, a certain of that. But in ten years, it might be something else, and my passion will re- redirect to something else, and I'll find another connection that's going to drive me to to do the things I want to do at that level. You know, the only reason why I'm doing at you know my world at the level that i'm doing is because the connection is so strong you know i i mean it's it's so strong i like you know i i'm djing and i'm looking at the crowd and i'm like just laughing to myself people think i'm laughing about something i'm laughing myself because i can't believe that i'm up here on the stage playing to all these different people and they're just having the time of their lives and and we're connected with that energy i'm like wow can you believe this? This is actually real. Like I have to pinch myself still, you know, and I'm just so grateful that 
that like that I have that and that that's all about that connection within myself you know it's it's a it's a you know and the connection with myself is connected to the, the to everyone around me just like what you're saying around mouth is a uh, like how you feel on the inside it's it's going to affect everyone on the outside everyone around you will be affected so it's you know and just like when you're djing if you're in a grumpy mood everyone's gonna look up you and probably get in a grumpy mood <laughs> it's just you're like you're the captain of the ship there you have to be like you have to turn on you have to be like all right we're gonna have a great time guys we're gonna have a fun time let's let's like give it our all you know what i mean and you and if you're up there and you're lighting lighting it up people will light it up you know so it's just like you're how you represent yourself is has a huge effect to the people around you brilliant thank you and you know we're, we're coming towards the end so one last question i wanted to take from these points that we've been discussing to uh, radhanath swami is you know this message of compassion um we've seen through your work um exhibiting into different projects so if you don't mind just before we close off today kind of speaking about you know some of the projects that you're um overseeing and and um leading in in Mumbai Maharashtra whether it be the midday meals or the hospital because i know steve's kind of enamored by this idea of combining technology and science in a way of um kind of coming up with solutions to better human kind and you know i've personally visited the eco village and stayed there and i've seen that you're combining these technologies so just before we close off i just wanted to see if you could share with our audience today some of the projects and and compassion in action steve your analogy of dj i think can apply to all of our lives because we <laughs> all we all have the opportunity to affect people like whether we're big dj's or little dj's <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all have an effect absolutely <laughs> and um you know it is our most sacred responsibility to bring out the good in people to bring out the happiness to bring out the divinity in people and we have several projects that we're um connected to um we have our bhaktivedanta hospital which is in a suburb of mumbai and a suburb of mumbai is bigger than most cities in america <laughs> um but it's it's a different type of hospital in the sense that it's trying to see things in a very holistic way because sometimes medicine is like religion it can be very sectarian that my way is the only way and all other ways are dangerous so but we have discovered that you know all many of these different branches of medicine are very healing and if 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 they could combine together harmonize together they can in, incredible things that one without the other is not able to do so we have all the branches of allopathy you know up to 
open heart surgeries and emergency and you know, all these different divisions. And we also have a wing for Ayurveda, which is the traditional Indian science of, of medicine. We have a branch of homeopathy. We have a branch of naturopathy. We have a branch for yoga therapy, um, for acupuncture, acupressure. And, you know, when, when a patient comes, you know, whatever way we can help them most, because, you know, certain branches of medicine help and, and even improve what other branches of medicine are doing. And we also have um, spiritual care. And we find that people are most um, appreciative of that, where we give people um, spiritual connection. Um, some people who are in there are Christians, Jewish people, Sikh people, Parsi people, um, Muslim people, um, many Hindu people. And according to their particular Buddhist people, whatever their spiritual path, we try to give them a connection in that way. And um, to help them to gain inner peace and inner awareness, which is actually very important for the physical healing. And when they come out of the hospital, often people, they feel that, that their life is healthier than ever before. So it's, it's a matter of modern medicine and traditional medicine, <laughs> you know, honoring and respecting each other and seeing the good in each other. It's a matter of, you know, modern technology and, and, and simple ancient um, methods, you know, uniting together for, the, for a higher purpose. We, we have our Govardhan Eco Village, where people with PhDs in science from American and European universities are serving hand in hand with, with simple villagers from rural India. And um, we're trying to develop you know, natural technologies um, by using both science and ancient wisdom um, in, in that area. Um, it, it's the highest place in India, I believe, for suicide. And it's, that's usually because of drought. You know, drought leaves people in a, in a hopeless condition. So, you know, we've developed water harvesting and we're teaching that to others. Um, our, our hospital comes and teaches hygienics in the schools of these villages. We, we, we have a machine we created that transforms plastic into usable oil without any pollution in the process. Um, we, we build all of our buildings in a very natural way out of the soil that we walk on. We, we learn how to make these, these bricks that are dried in the sun and they're, they're supposed to last for hundreds of years. We'll see, but they're beautiful and they're, and they're, aesthetic and, and very appreciated by everyone who, who lives there. 
and we have um, a natural sewage refinery because life is very much like an analogy or an allegory of the sewage refining system because each and every one of us, whoever we are, whether we're rich or poor or black or white or red or yellow or brown or whether we're from one religion or another religion or no religion or we all eat and after we eat we all respond to nature's call and then there's what we would call waste or sewage but if we don't see it as waste and sewage if we see it as something positive we can actually make it into something positive so through, through natural gravity, it goes into this beautiful um, plant that we created out of natural bricks. And that sewage um, is refined into pure water. And in the process, it's created like a paradise of beautiful trees and beautiful flowers and beautiful fruits. And that water can either be put back into the sewage system or used very nicely to the crops. So all of these different systems that we've created are natural technologies and modern science combined together. If, um, if we can respect and honor the goodness that's that each person has to offer, we can bring out that goodness. And, you know, together we can do wonderful things in this world. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Radhanath Swami, for sharing that. And, you know, both with what Steve's doing with his foundation, um, trying to come up with cures for mental health, depression, anxiety, Parkinson's, and all the examples that you've given. Thank you so much for sharing. And Hopefully for everyone that's watching today, it's, it's kind of shedding the light that once we make that connection within ourselves through the practices of meditation, we can transform that, transmit that into the world through positive actions um, for, for the welfare of other people aside from ourselves. So thank you so much once again, Steve, for joining us for this conversation. And thank you so much, Radhanath Swami, for taking time out of your schedule um, and being with us again. Um, and thank you so much for everyone that's tuning in across the world. We have people from America, Japan, um, Europe, um, India, so many different people from around the world. So thank you so much for tuning in.